Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Christy Johnson. Uh, it says, Philippians 4.1 says, Therefore, this is Paul talking. He's in prison. And he says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Now, for me, standing firm isn't uh, always the easiest thing to do. Um, sometimes we go through so much in our life, it's actually just a sign of strength just to stay standing. You know, maybe I'm not moving forward and we kind of lost a lot of vision. We can't dream because we're going through a lot of stuff. But really, it's just saying, man, you're, you can actually strong, be strong if you can actually be knocked down, but get back up and stay standing. And so you guys are champions in this room. You should be proud of yourself because you're still here and you're still standing. And, and so, so it says just he's encouraging them, stand, stand firm. Stand up, stand strong. Then it says in verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, Finally, fearless Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me today or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Did you notice that inversion there? Verse six, seven says, and, and the peace of God will be with you. But then if you actually activate these things in your life, actually, not just the peace of God will be with you, but the God of peace will be with me. I don't have just his resources, but I have the very presence, tangible presence of God with me today. That is what Men, that is worth clapping and put your hands together today. He is with me. He doesn't just give me peace. He is the God of peace with me today. You go, what in the world does this have to do with, I'll take it God's size? I believe it has everything to do with this series, I'll take it God's size. Because if you're saying, God, I want everything you have for me. I want God-sized miracles. I want God-sized breakthrough. I want God-sized favor. I want all these things in my life. If we have the wrong thinking, if we have bad thinking, then we can't receive all that he's want, promised to us today. And I want you as a church, because we love you, we want you to receive everything he has for you. So let's just pray. Let's lift up our hands. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. Lord, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would just help me to be sensitive to what you want to do today. I just really believe that this is what we need to share on as I was praying about our mind and our thinking. I know that there's people in this, this room that have been just anxiety ridden. There's people in this room that have been so fearful. There's people in this room that have been suicidal. There's people in this room that have been depressed. But God, we thank you for your word that is powerful and living. 
sharper than any double-edged sword. And it's going to break through all of our faulty thinking today in Jesus' name. I ask for total freedom and healing and wholeness today. I speak it in Jesus' name. I declare it over your people. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, I want you to point your finger, and I want you to point it down. Come on, and look down, and put this crazy, I mean, face like you're going to, like, whip up the devil's butt. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to say, no, devil. No, Not today. Come on, say it again. Not today, devil. Come on, any inversion you want. No, devil. Not today. All right, you can take your seat. We have these two scriptures that I'm going to go back and forth between in Philippians 4.8 and then also 2 Corinthians 10.5. And uh, it, you may not think they go together, but I believe that they do go together in so many senses. So we're going to go flip back and forth between my message in this. Um, but Paul is urging us. He goes, I want you to think about some things. Whatsoever is true, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is a good report. He's like this uh, amazing philosopher, br uh, brilliantly uh, uh, laying out all these examples of things that we can think about. And he says, think about such things. Everyone say, think about. Think about it. Now, now when you actually look that up, think about it, it's make it your habit of thought. Make it your habit of thought. Now, before this, it says, don't be anxious about certain things. But then Paul's saying, there's some things that I want you to be totally obsessed with. I want you to be completely consumed with certain things in your life. And these are the lists of things to be completely obsessed with and consumed with. Because you can't live a courageous and fearless life without a concentrated mind. You can't. Actually, an unfocused mind will break your faith. An anxious heart actually robs you of your peace. But, 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 but this, an unfocused mind will actually break your faith. Fear and faith ha have a lot, uh, you know, they're opposites and we preach that. But they're very similar in this way. Fear and faith both are powered by focus. Faith is powered by focus. Fear is powered by by focus. So I'm telling you today, if, if, if you are, are anxiety ridden, if you've dealt with anxiety all week, I, I promise you today, it's probably because you've been focused on the wrong things. Come on. You've been focused on the wrong things. Whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever's overcoming you, whatever's conquered you in your thought life this week, I guarantee it's because you've been focusing on the wrong things. He goes, I want you to focus on these things and then your focus will be right. Then you won't have all this thinking that's, that's, that's defeating you and discouraging you. Um, any dieters in this room? Any chronic dieters, frustrated Dieters, angry dieters, wanted to diet but didn't, tried dieting, couldn't work for you. Uh, so, yes, most of you know. Okay, I, now I have not dieted, but I, I know I'm, I look small, but I am the most unhealthy skinny person that you have ever met. Very, if you've seen me lead worship at all, you know that I need some extra oxygen to breathe because when I'm jumping, I don't have enough oxygen. So I'm very unhealthy, I need to work out. But my husband, he's tried to diet, and I actually blame myself for it because I cooked the most horrible foods for him when we got married. So I'm from the South, and so I, I made jambalaya, I made cornbread, I made, 
you know, chabon, jepiti, that's like a southern, like, and, and come on. And um, sauce bon, that's French, okay. And uh, I would make like all these foods, like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. And so I blame myself that he had to kind of, you know, lose some weight and he was trying to lose weight. Have you had the, uh, heard of the, the Adkins diet? Dr. Adkins, I think it's pretty amazing because Adkins diet, you can eat as much bacon as you want to eat. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Dr. Adkins came up with the most beautiful diet. I think, I mean, who, I think we're all on a diet, I guess, right? I mean, we all love bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? So we're all on Dr. Atkins' diet. Thank you, Jesus. Dr. Atkins, we love you, Dr. Atkins. And um, then, there's these, uh, then there's these diets where you have to put the points together. And, and, and I'm like, I tried doing math like a long time ago. Why do we want to do math again? Who, who's decided to pick up the math again? I don't want to like add up my points for every single, come on, talk to me, church. Come on, am I the only one? I, I'm like, if I did one, I'm not saying I'm gonna do one, but if I did one, I would not wanna do the ones where you could, could have to add up every single thing that you're eating. My goodness gracious. I just wanna know what I can have unlimited amounts of. Can I eat popcorn till I wanna barf it up? That's what I wanna know. I just wanna know, can I get unlimited amounts of peanuts till I actually belch it? You know what I'm saying? I wanna know what I can have as much, unlimited amounts. Paul's saying this. He goes, hey, here's a list of everything that you can think of in an unlimited kind of way. I mean, you can think of uh, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is a good report, in an unlimited kind of way. So, you know, faith is the byproduct of our focus. It is. So while we're asking God, God, Increase my faith. Increase my faith. We're praying for God to do it. I think while we're asking for God to increase our faith, he's asking for me to improve my focus. Where's your focus on? Now, I was in um, sports in high school, and um, I wasn't that good at sports. But uh, I was very small, but I was fast. That's the weird. So I was fast. I think I was scared of everyone bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, no, don't get me. So I was in softball. I was in um, volleyball. And I was in uh, basketball. And um, especially in softball, they would say, uh, I, I would get up to the, to the you know, mount. And I would be the batter. And, they, and I was going up to bat. And they would say, watch the ball. And they kept saying, come on, Christy, you could do it. Watch the ball. So I'm going to strike out still. But no, they go, watch the ball, Christy. That's what they say. Watch the ball. Keep your eyes on the ball. And so Paul's saying, hey, there's all these political pressures. There's all these questions that the church, the Philippian church is going through. They have all these, these different personal issues going on. And he goes, hey, it's not as complicated as you're making it. Actually, it's very simple. Watch the ball. And if we could spiritualize it, eyes on Jesus eyes on Jesus through everything that we're walking through do you really think it's that simple Christy do you think when I'm walking through what I'm walking through and how depressed I am oh yes I do believe it eyes on Jesus Peter when you're sinking beneath the wind and the waves Peter it's your eyes and your focus your concentration on me and you won't sink Think about such things. So we're going to flip to 2 Corinthians 10.5. Think about such things. Turn to your neighbor and say, hold that thought. Think about such things. Hold that thought. 2 Corinthians 
says this. Now, Paul's talking about the battle we face. Uh, our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of something called strongholds. They're very strong, right? Things in our life, we pray and we try to get them off. They are holding on to us. But, but he's reminding us the weapons are not, are not fleshly. They're, brought, they're very mighty due to the pulling down of these things that we can't pull down. And they're not visible. It's an invisible war that we're fighting. So, we're, so anytime, you know, some of my girls in here, where my girls at? <laughs> my God, y'all are alive and kicking today. Y'all have had your coffee. Um, if you've ever dealt with... Um, you know, you come to me and you tell me, hey, I'm dealing with this and this in my mind. Because um, we have a battle. This is, our, this is the battle. is in our mind. And, and, and this is the place where it all, we win or lose, right here. And so I will tell you this scripture every single time. And, and, and this is for any kind of regret, shame, doubt, unbelief, um, failure, spirit, whatever it may be. This is, this is a scripture that you can hold on to. Um, that if you are losing... You will actually start winning against the opponent you have been losing to your whole life. And, and, and I want you to see this. It says, we demolish arguments. Does that say that? Yeah. We demolish arguments. What is an argument? Anything that contradicts what God says. Anything that contradicts what God says. So God says, I am this, but then I feel another way. You demolish that argument. God says, I'm going to be this and I'm going to do this. And I think another thing. I demolish that argument. If, if my promises are this, and then I feel like something else is happening, I demolish that argument. Do you all understand this? I just want to teach you guys today. And it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And then we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I read this. And I know that'll preach without me saying anything. You take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And I, 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 sometimes I read scripture so much that I don't realize some words that it says. And it, it doesn't say take captive every word. And it doesn't say take captive your behavior. Because I find myself frustrated because I'm like, stop that behavior. Stop getting mad, Christy. Stop getting frustrated. Stop this, this behavior. And if I'm counseling some, stop doing that. Just stop doing this. Stop, stop hating yourself. Just, just stop. Start loving yourself. And it's not saying stop. Take captive every behavior because it's not the behavior causing it. It's the thinking and the processing behind my behavior. So if I can change my thinking... If I could change my stinking thinking, I can actually see something change in the way I walk out my faith in Christ. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Now he says, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is, is trustworthy, I want you to think and meditate on those things. Back to Philippians. If you begin to think about church, what is holding me back today? If I were to ask you right now, what is holding me back from being everything God's called me to be? What is stopping me from changing behaviors in my life? What is stopping me from accomplishing what God has for me? We would all make lists. We'd all make lists of things like events, people, financial problems, health problems, relationship issues. But I found out throughout my life, it's never the thing that is stopping me from becoming all that God's called me to be. Because you could have two people in this room 
give them the same set of circumstances, same list of things, but two different people. And one is somehow going through it with faith and power and an overcoming spirit. And they've got life and they still have joy. And then there's the other person that's weak in it and they're being discouraged and they look like hell has hit them and they are ready to give up. It, it's, it's the same circumstances. One is going through it with a lot of faith and a lot of a other person is going through it with a lot of fear. Why is that? Because I found that it's never the thing that is stopping us from accomplishing his purposes. It's never the thing. It's how I think about the thing that is stopping me from accomplishing everything that God has for me. It is my thinking. It's the way I process. It's the way I'm thinking about how I'm going through it. That is what's stopping me today. We've got to change. Come on, say, I've got to change my thinking. I've got to change my thinking. And Paul's saying, pick these things. Pick things. If you want to live a, a life that's, that's marked by greatness and you've been faithful through the call, he goes, I want you to think about these things. Pick things that will give praise to God. Pick things that will change my perspective to have some gratitude today. Pick the things. You have the power to choose. Pick the things that, that will empower your spirit for the day. Pick things. I want you to hold on to that. Now, if you get a thought, if you get a thought that I guess I, I think I'm going to make it through it, hold that thought. If you get a thought that I'm going to be all right at the end of the day, hold that thought. If you get a thought that things are going to turn around for the good, hold that thought. If you get the thought, guess what? I'm not going to die. I'm going to make it. Hold that thought. If you think God is going to be good to me at the end, hold on that to that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Turn to your neighbor and say, hold that. Hit him. Hold it. Hold that thought. Hold it. I know some of these girls are excited. Some of them preach it, white girl. It's all the y'all. Anything's welcome here. Because <laughs> we have crazy thoughts. We have crazy thoughts. I mean, not your crazy, not not just like crazy, crazy. Like, like, like you're like, where in the world did that thought come from? Like. Where in the world did that, that enter into my mind? Like, not like, here's my grocery list. I need to make some get some groceries. I need to go to shopping. I need to go to Costco. No, no, no. I'm talking crazy thoughts. Like, what kind of thoughts? Like, like, what if I actually took my Jeep and, like, actually just plowed over some people right now and killed them? What, what, you know, those thoughts. Those thoughts. Y'all, y'all, I'll call your crazy out. I'll call your crazy out. You're looking at me like you are holy. Come on, some crazy thoughts. And we have these, um, these thoughts, and, and, and I'm like, honey, you just got to kind of let it go. I don't know. I have like, do you know there's actually, you can have terrorist thoughts. You can have tormenting, like real tormenting thoughts. Um, you know, I, a lot of our thoughts we're saying hold on to, but they are holding on to us. They really are. They're holding on to us. And, and things like fear of failing. I, I fear failing because I failed in the past. So because I failed in the past, that's why in the present I fear that I'm going to fail again. And I don't believe that the opposite of success is failure. This is what it is. I think the opposite of success is unfaithfulness. Because if you're faithful to the call of God, he will turn out their failure and show it off for his glory. Right? I mean, maybe, 
you know, Jesus, uh, he, he went to the cross. It kind of looked like a failure when he went to the cross. And everyone rejected him. And, and nobody was there at the cross. They all denied him. They all left him. Nobody was there any longer. They rejected, denied him. But then that situation ended up turning about what the world thought was the greatest failure turned out to be the greatest victory that the world has ever seen in our time today. It wasn't, it wasn't a failure. It was success. Don't worry the fear of failure. Be more afraid not of what people think because you tried and you failed. Be more afraid of what people, of, of, of living your life about what people think of you than pleasing God, the one who you have to give an account to one day. You know, fear of commitment, huh? They didn't, they didn't commit to me. You know, they didn't follow through with their commitment, so I have a fear of committing in my future again. I, I actually let opportunities that come my way, great ones, slip through my fingers. And, and I don't want them because I'm afraid of commitment. I'm afraid of getting that rejection. We have these real things. And so Paul's saying, he's going back and forth. He's going from Philippians uh, uh, 4.8, and he's going to 2 Corinthians 10.5. Philippians 4.8 is he goes, hey, I just want you to think on things that are good, that are lovely, that are uh, noble, that are just, that are right, anything that's excellent, anything that's praiseworthy. I want you to get your antennas up. I want you to get your, get your radar up for these things, and I want you to hold that thought. I want you to hold that thought. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want you to hold that thought. But then there's these other things. Arguments, pretensions, fears, anxieties that come, and I'm, I'm told to let it go. I don't know about you, but I've let it go. And then comes back with 20 more friends. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm more anxious than I was, you know, before I started. I'm more depressed. I'm not letting it go. It's not working. So Paul's going, hey, we're, let's try something different. We're not going to let it go. Actually, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So... Guess what that is? You know what the imagery here is? This is, this is like a prisoner of war. So you're going to take your thoughts captive like a prisoner of war. So when things come in that don't line up with Philippians 4.8, I'm going to interrogate my imagination. Now, I've never been through a, um, you know, I've never been through a full interrogation myself, but, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen 24, so Jack Bauer, I mean, I feel like I'm, I, I, I can talk about it. Actually, I, somebody thought I was shoplifting, and I wasn't. And they put me in. I was pregnant. They put me in this back room, and they started put me on a seat, started questioning me. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a pregnant woman that's not shoplifting. Get me out of here. I'm hungry. You know, so, so we have to interrogate our imagination. So you know that the, that, that the enemy brings in thoughts. What do they do when they take a terrorist in? Jack Bauer, according to Jack Bauer. They put him down on the seat, and they start asking questions. And, and, and you know, when a thought comes in, it's meant to steal. The enemy brings in certain thoughts, not every thought. There's some good thoughts that come in. Mostly 99.9 are not good. <laughs> to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come with this big sword. He comes through our thought life. So, so we have to start learning how to interrogate our imagination. The first thing they'll do when a terrorist comes in, they, they want to ask him some questions. So they go, hey, where did you come from? Where did you come from? Where? You know, sometimes we need to sit our thoughts down and go, hey, anxiety, where the heck did you come from? Where in the world 
did you come from? Because guess what, anxiety? It doesn't look like that you fit the list of everything that I'm supposed to think about. You don't fit the description of what I'm supposed to think about. So guess what? It's a tactic of the enemy to destroy my life. He's deceiving me. He's broke from me. And I have to say, you know what? You have to sit down because you don't have permission to come. I think we should put our, our thoughts through some TSA. Anyone flown before? TSA. I think we should put them through some detectors where we say, you know what, anxiety? We have to take out the stuff out of our pockets. We need to take off our shoes. And before we go through the detectors and we let these thoughts get on the plane of our life and drive us into our future, we need to stop it. So, hey, we're not going to let it go. We're going to hold that thought. And we're not going to let it hold on to us. We're going to hold that thought. We're going to captivate the thought. So guess what? I have, I have authority over this stuff. I have authority over this stuff. If the Bible says take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, that means I have authority over my anxiety. You can't put something in jail without a badge. So I have a badge. I'm not stronger than you, anxiety, but who I represent is stronger than you. So guess what? Sit down thoughts, sit down anxiety, sit down fear, sit down rejection. You don't have me any longer. So where did you come from? We have authority over this. It's not who I am, I'm, I'm not strong enough, but I represent something. Who, who I represent is stronger, more powerful. You, you have to go, thought. You have to go. Take it captive. And then the next thing they'll ask a terrorist is they'll, uh, they'll act, is Lyric in the room? She's somewhere, not yet. Hopefully, okay, cool. Is where is it going? You can write that down. Focus in on here, it's okay, it's okay. Where is it going? So, so you can actually get clues to where uh, the mission that a terrorist is going on by just asking some questions. Where is it going? Why am I so afraid of what I am fearing? Have you ever asked yourself that? I've actually gotten to the, the place where I understand what's going on when I ask myself, why am I so afraid of what I am fearing? Because we let these things, it's, it's on a mission. It's on its mission to lead us. Lyric, come down. Run, 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 baby. Oh, my sweet lovey. Here, look, come over here. Look, walk around, walk around. Wait, walk around. Uh, wait, stop, stop. Wait, why is she leading me? Uh, aren't I bigger than her? Aren't I stronger than her? Wait, don't I have authority in this relationship? So no, 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 I need to take you by the hand and go, hey, we're going here now. No, 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 actually, let's go here, Lyric, let, let, let's go here. This is what we're going to do. No, 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 we're going here. You're not going to lead me anymore. I'm going to lead you. Guess what, church? It is time that we stop letting things hold on to us. We are going to start holding on to those things. They can't lead me. They can't have me. They can't destroy me. Some of us got to get a little bit of strength and know who you represent. And that is the power of Almighty God. He said,
says, I have the life of Jesus Christ within me, and I can take authority over everything that tries to come my way. No longer will I let these things lead my life. I have authority in this relationship. I have power in this relationship. Hmm. God in this place. Hmm. I really felt like this was such a message for this moment for our church. And I, I, I want you to get free more than anything, me and my husband. Fearless Church, we named it Fearless Church because fear had a huge hold on us. And if I were to say we are totally free of it, I'd be lying to you today because we named our church Fearless Church. We picked a fight the devil of fear and and we pick that kind of fight and so he has fights us constantly in this area of fear so when i preach to you i'm not saying i'm here and i've arrived i'm 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 learning how to activate this in my life and actually take it captive stop letting it run my life stop letting it ruin my day stop letting it run my emotions because the more we continue to let it and let it and let it it becomes a stronghold and we find ourselves in a pit that we can't even move from. We are so paralyzed in it. We are so bound in it, but I'm here to give you hope that today we can get out of it, not because I'm big and I'm great, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is inside of me than he, than the shame. Greater is he that is in me than the anxiety that I'm facing. Greater is he that is in me. Can I say this? It's the fear. Because we, we, it's hard. We don't live this out because we don't believe it. But I want you to go from head knowledge today to heart knowledge to really believe it. That, that this is for me. It's not something I'm going to preach to everyone else. But God, today I believe I'm going to just be free. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to these things. Don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to take it. No devil, not today. Come on, we're going to stand up and say that. We're going to say no devil. Not today. I want you to put your ugly finger here, because he's ugly, so I'm just, yes, down here. I want you to look like hell is supposed to be down here, I think, right? So we're going to point down here. Come on. I want you to get some fervor, conviction, because this is, I'm teaching you. This is not what you do just today. This is what you do in my house. Your lyric will look at me like I have lost my ever-loving mind. I'll go, no, devil, not today. This is not happening today. I take authority over this. I'm not going to be scared right now. I'm not going to be anxious in Jesus' name. So we're going to learn how to do this right now. Are you ready, church? Point to, the, point to the devil where we think he lives. And say, no, devil. No. Not, today. not today. Come on, say with some strength. No, devil. No. Not today. No. Not today. Not today will you ruin my life. Not today will you steal my joy. Not today will you steal my peace. Not today will you steal my victory. Come on, let him know. Let him know. No, not today. I have the victory. I have the power over these things. Come on. Come on, let's lift up our hands and just sing to God if you have the victory. I don't say if you feel like it. We don't feel like it, but we have it. 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 Come on, worship. Worship. Worship breaks through our emotion. Worship breaks through these things. Come on, church. Come on, church. Yeah, sing it out.
we're going to start singing and then I want you to come down. So what we're going to do is if it's everybody in the room, we'll take the time to pray for everyone. This is, you know, I never want to rush this moment in our church. I know people, you know, are into shorter services these days, but you know, you go through a lot to get here. You know what I'm saying? So you need some freedom. Take that time to have some freedom. And if you need to leave, that's okay. But I want to take a couple minutes and we're still got a couple minutes on the clock, but we're going to sing. And if you deal with any of these things, you're just having trouble. This is our battle right here. Don't tell them I need help breaking free of drugs. I mean, whatever it is, that's the behavior. But what is that thinking? And they'll help you. What is that thinking that's actually defeating you, that's causing you to actually come out in insecurity and shame and doubt and unbelief? What is, what is that thinking that we need to take captive and turn it around to what? Philippians 4, 8. Highlight it in your Bible. Whatsoever things are true, good. Can you put that scripture up as we're doing this altar? I just want them to read it. Let it saturate you. Let it consume you. Let it be obsessive how you think of these things. Uh, Garden of Eden, we have a nature of looking for the things that we can't touch. These are all the things that you can touch. And you can eat from these trees, but this is the one you can't touch. And what do we do? The one you can't touch, we eat from. So this is what, we have to change our focus. This is what we can focus on. So this is what we can do. We have a lot of things that we can think about and it's all around us is what Paul's saying. There's a lot of reasons that God's been, I mean, there's a lot of things that God's done for us all the way up to now. If you never did anything again, there is things that are excellent and praiseworthy. There are things that are worthy of praise. Anybody can nod your head. There's things that are worthy of praise for my God. So we can think of something and we can start to focus on it. So in the count of three, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to count. I'm going to allow nothing spiritual about counting just helps you give that push forward. Some of you feel like this is a shape. This is a place where God changes your life. We just want to come together and, and help lift you up. You're not alone in this. We all battle things with our mind, me included, as I preach this message. We're going to pray and get some freedom and victory. I know some of you have been suicidal this week, and we are going to speak against that spirit in Jesus' name. And we're going to say that devil needs to go, not today. Um, you, you're valuable. You are loved. And so I want you to do that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, can we lift up our hands? We submit everything to you. Eyes are on you. Eyes are on you. We fix our eyes on you, God. We don't want to be people that walk with faith, fear, but we want to be people that walk with faith. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that you would give us a new mind. I pray you would renew our thoughts, renew our mind in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that these self-defeating thoughts and behaviors would Jesus begin to turn around as we begin to pray and we begin to speak out and declare truth over them. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we go. One, two, If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.